Welcome to the third episode of The List. This episode is about power. But before we get into what power means, let's get acquainted with the word powerless. Silence is often mistaken for weakness. The weaker you are, the more control you lose. Power seeks control. Power thrives of control. The appetite for power grows each time you surrender. Surrendering makes you weak, makes you powerless. Public spaces are supposed to provide safety for its commuters irrespective of time and company. It's out in the open, people everywhere, it's supposed to be safe. Supposed to. In reality, however, even the thought of commuting in a public space alone at any time of the day, stress-free, is like a dream. A really, really distant dream. Uh, well, to begin with, Sukriti Gogoi is a PhD research scholar at the Advanced Center for Women's Studies at TESS, Mumbai. She previously worked as a reporter in Assam before delving into research in the field of theatre and performance studies. When I am in public spaces, I tend to be more alert all the time, like uh, be it about safeguarding my belongings, my body, myself. So when I say public space, I'm thinking about like going out in the morning for classes or commuting via public transport or just going to the grocery store. Like I think like as a woman, I'm constantly carrying a fear within about a looming threat. Like so many of us have experienced that fear that creeps up when we are like walking by ourselves on a deserted street. We would keep turning around to check if we are being followed or like carrying our backpack on the front while walking through a crowded place. Like we all have devised our own ways that in that sense. And when we talk about occupying public spaces, people often question about the timing or the women's clothing. But I mean, in my experience, if there is an untoward incident that has to happen, it can just take place anytime anywhere and with anyone you know and when it comes to this question about safety in public spaces uh, we know that uh, women across class caste religion physical ability they have faced some instance of harassment and there is almost always a male perpetrator safety is always there this fear is constantly there within us cat calling eve teasing stalking whistling Shouting and commenting often in manners that are primarily sexually suggestive, threatening or throwing derisive comments at someone publicly. These are a few of the many forms of what street harassment sounds like. Every once in a while, such cases of harassments lead to a point where everything becomes violent and ugly. And since decades, it is women who have been on the receiving end. Women in almost every corner in the world are encouraged to learn self-defense and take up classes on self-defense as a means to protect themselves from harm. But then again, doesn't mean that we're normalizing the entire situation. Shouldn't the emphasis be more on behavioral development of men? That's where the problem lies, you know, because I mean, learning self-defense is great in and of itself, but in this context, it also puts the onus on the women who are mostly seen to be the victims of 
street harassment so like as women we are constantly aware that we have to be responsible like for our own safety you know it deters a lot of women from going out more often and having to restrict one's movement and uh, i mean yes of course the emphasis ought to be on the behavioral change among men and like if we look around us um how do these oppressive attitudes which objectifies a women's body how do these oppressive attitudes become so prevalent like for instance in cinema male protagonists are seen to be stalking their romantic interest which is actually a crime or notions like ladki ke ha na mein hi ha hoti hai these are problematic and it normalizes such behaviors so you know media plays such an important role and we need portrayals in cinema and in media where like women are seen as subjects with a voice of their own uh, i mean education plays such an important role as well in terms of bringing about that change like we need gender sensitization programs we need sex education to be included in our school curriculum so that like we can have like open conversations about topics that are otherwise considered a taboo and like when we talk about holding men accountable for their behavior like given that men have a privileged position in a patriarchal society like they have to do more to be an ally like otherwise women and marginalized communities have to like keep articulating their trauma to educate others like you know starting from like our own friend circles you know among male friends are they uh, stopping each other from cracking those rape jokes are they questioning their friends uh, remarks about like a women's body you know everyone has to like unlearn and relearn so that there is like a ripple effect of it most of us and that includes both men and women were actually rather unaware of street harassment laws and this is one of the major reasons why most victims don't take action or for that matter why the perpetrators don't fear the law or authority as much as they should laws do exist to address like sexual and other forms of violence against women like harassment that takes place in public spaces is sort of taken lightly like in the name of eve teasing but like eve teasing is a form of sexual violence and you know when it comes to the laws like there are many laws and i also like became aware of these laws actually when i was uh, preparing for my net exam in women's studies and like had this moment um i can recall for instance like stalking is considered a criminal offense um under the indian penal code i think it was uh, section 354d and then there's section 354a i think which states that like if there are um uh there is an unwanted physical touch or like sexual advances or remarks it is an offense and uh like there are so many laws which also fall under say like the uh, under cyber crime or like there is the vishakha guidelines for women at the workplace and uh, like if one is singing lewd songs directed at women in public spaces so under ipc section like 294 it is a sexual harassment it is considered sexual harassment but actually like in many instances of street harassment like strangers are the perpetrators like unlike other forms of sexual harassment where we see that you know the perpetrators are known to the victims or like our relatives or members in the family itself so when there is this fear in public spaces regarding like the escalation of violence if one reports it at the police station for instance like 
I remember like uh, I, I was working with an organization and uh, there was this event called Access to Justice, which brought together like senior police personals from various states of our country. And there were civil society organizations present like to discuss how justice can be made like accessible in these cases of gendered violence. So through that, I could listen to and document first-hand narratives of women who went to file FIRs and the police system did not exactly respond well. Like, they are asked to go to, like, Mahila Thanas and, like, while discussing what reforms are required, uh, everyone present there were saying that a woman should be able to file an FIR at any of the nearest police stations or that there should be digitization of FIRs and uh, I mean in public spaces we need like well-lit streets, we need more women in the police force so that a level of trust could be built and um, so that the police station is also seen as a space that is uh, easier to navigate for women under those stressful situations and uh, I mean mainly mentality of people needs to change like we need more community participation for that like uh, you know if if we see that in many instances like the bystanders almost do nothing to help this person when street harassment takes place like and on the other hand like I do want to mention like say for instance the Pinjaratur campaign uh, which sort of highlighted that there were discriminatory rules for different timings for uh, men's hostels and women's hostels started in Delhi and then spread across the country uh, where women were trying to like claim their space in public spaces so like when more and more women occupy public spaces because we do not walk past a street for someone else's pleasure but because it is our right to access public spaces so like when more women come out to claim their space i think it will become uh, relatively safer to begin with i think uh, that's when we can reimagine public spaces and that is when we could effectively use these existing laws to our advantage. Why do we need cultural shifts and better implications of law and authority for street harassment? I mean, this hits home. I can't even recall the first time I was catcalled or commented about my appearance, mainly because it's that often. Just don't pay heed to them, you know. If you don't react, nothing will happen. Just ignore them. People like them, they don't change. Just just let it go. No one ever pays attention to the part that being dismissive of harassments means that it is not acknowledged as harassment or at least not to the point that demands action. Which again is a problem in itself but even more so because history has proof that in so many cases dismissal was taken for acceptance and innumerable victims paid the price. Whenever we talk about harassment, I always remember this incident from my first year of college in Delhi. I remember it was during uh, Holi and I had gone out of my PG to the market area. And while returning, um, I was hit by multiple water balloons while crossing various streets like on my way back. And then I remember I was filled with so much like shock, embarrassment and so much rage. And I remember narrating this incident to a friend few years later during my master's and uh, she was telling me that she had also gone through something similar and how she uh, screamed back at 
the parents she was addressing the parents when the children were throwing water balloons and you know the then the parents took note and like uh, they asked the children to stop and you know i gained so much strength from that narrative because you know raising your voice is important that ways and also in the name of like culture and tradition in the name of celebrating a festival people just do not take into account the whole concept of consent like it's definitely missing in our society and to take no as a complete sentence that is something i think we need to inculcate amongst us and i remember various instances of harassment that ways you know and like i remember i was traveling alone to present a paper this was in chennai and the university campus was near the beach so i decided to like visit the beach in the morning and i was walking towards the beach and i felt that you know uh, someone was following me and after some time like i turned back and i saw that this man was just like maybe 20 meters away from me and then he stopped beside like a uh, the boat on the beach uh, and then he flashed at me and i was so shocked at that moment but at that particular moment i also thought about how to sort of run and save myself like you know safeguard myself and i started looking around and you know i was trying to think whether i'll be able to outrun that man if he tries to like follow me and i saw that like in the distant like in in the distant a uh, place like towards the beach i saw like a male and a female person standing and i immediately thought of like running towards them and then i remember like thinking about this incident and how like people talk about like timing clothing but i feel like these become invalid when ultimately at that moment like one has to think about one's safety and like uh another instance i remember is uh when while returning from an internship i was traveling via the delhi metro and i had to i ultimately i ended up boarding the general compartment so you know i was sitting uh on uh, like on the seat and this man was staring at me it started to make me feel very uncomfortable and at one point i decided like you know i'll ask like i'll ask him to stop so I raised my voice and I asked like could you stop doing that and immediately I noticed that the person sort of changed his behavior felt a little embarrassed as well I think because everyone around me because it was like a crowded metro they started staring back at him like to understand like what's going on so i feel like raising one's voice becomes very important but of course it is dependent on whether one can sort of take uh, an action one ha- also has to think of one's safety what if like the perpetrator tries to attack you further so these are some of the concerns around which like one is trying to navigate the public space as a woman and you know i don't think like any more women uh have to like lose their lives to sort of for for every one of us to understand that this is an everyday discrimination that we face and it has to stop with all said and done maybe the part where we don't give in and refuse to surrender is where we understand power
you so much for listening to the list where we talk about everyday issues that deserve more space. Bye bye.